Man, my holiday bills are almost as hard to get rid of as my in-laws. I guess my budget will be my New Year's resolution again. Hi there, friendly S&T banker here. The aftermath of the holidays can be tough. Have you thought about using the equity in your home to consolidate your debt? I can do that? Yep. Home equities are one of the lowest cost financing options. At S&T Bank, we can help you so you can have a financial fresh start. Stop by a branch or visit stbank.com to learn more. S&T Bank. Member FDIC. Equal housing lender. Euler and Moats are on the air. This is the Steelers Blitz on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR, Steelers Nation Radio. is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. Good afternoon, Steeler Nation. How we doing? Well, that's fantastic. Me too. Tom as well. We're feeling great. Thanks for asking. It's the Steelers Blitz on SNR, hour number two here on a Friday. And you know what that means. This is, if this hour, Tom, were a plate of food, it would be your first round of your Thanksgiving meal. I mean, we got all the fixings in this hour. We got Five Star Friday. We got Brian Backer. Mm. We got the Here We Go song. We got our predictions and their predictions. This is the plate. It's got the turkey and the gravy and the mashed potatoes and the stuffing and the green bean casserole and the yams and the mac and cheese and the dinner roll and maybe even throw a slice of pumpkin or pecan pie right on top, cousin. Pumpkin pie for me, but I think it still works. You ever seen the movie Radio? Of course, the football movie. Yeah. yeah, you know when they when he takes Cuba Gooding Jr. to the diner and they're getting dessert. Okay. It's been a while since and, I've and, seen and it, the right? waitress says to him, she says, "Honey, what 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 kind of pie do you want for dessert? You want apple or you want blueberry?" And he goes, "Both." <laughs> pecan and pumpkin. He goes, "I'll please. take both." Pumpkin and pumpkin, please for me. And they're like, well, "Who are we to tell them no?" <laughs> I mean, when it comes to the the pumpkin pie, pecan pie debate, I'll take both. I'll get my radio on. It is time for a little five-star Friday. It's our matchup segment, the five matchups that will determine the outcome of Steelers Brands Sunday by the Lake. It's a five-star matchup because we're in. Five-star matchup. Anybody we play is a five-star matchup because we're in. Tom, five-star Friday matchup number one is the interior of the Steelers offensive line versus the interior of the Browns defensive line. Listen, buddy, I know, you know, everybody knows how good, well, actually a lot of Steelers fans try and deny it, but Miles Garrett is a very good player. We all know that, all right? Smith is a very good player. We all know that. He's been doing it in the NFL for a long time. But the interior of that defensive line, they're having a lot of success this season, and they've got some quality depth this season. You know they're going to be disruptive on the outsides with with Smith and, and Garrett. You can't let the interior of that offensive or that defensive line for Cleveland get going as well, too. Uh, Dalvin Tomlinson, Jordan Elliott, Shelby Harris. Um, you can't let those interior guys be a factor as well as, you know, what you're going to get from, again, from Garrett and Smith. So, five-star Friday matchup number one, the interior of the Steelers' offensive line. I'm talking Sayamalu, Cole, and James Daniels against Tomlinson, Elliott, Harris, uh, that talented interior of the Browns' D-line. No doubt about it. Anytime a, a front in the A-gaps can dominate, 
it's just going to make your life a living hell running the football. There's nowhere for your quarterback to step up when he's trying to avoid this pass rush coming from the edges from Zadarius Smith and Miles Garrett. So, yeah, I couldn't agree more. That's a great first jumping off point. And don't be surprised to see Miles Garrett coming from the inside either. Jim Schwartz loves to throw him all over the field. 100%. I'm glad you brought that up. I meant to say that. I forgot to say that. That's why we love you, baby. Five-star Friday matchup number two. Kenny Pickett versus that secondary. Because credit to Kenny, he's a good, like, I'm sitting next to a guy who's wearing a Pitt sweatshirt right now. I don't need to tell him this. But Kenny Pickett, all the stuff about his leadership and his moxie and his intangibles are overstated because they're true. Mm -hmm. I Kenny leads the right way. He says all the right things. You heard it again this week. I don't care what my stats are. I just want to win. That's what matters most is helping the team win. And in his mind, I know he, he like that's not a lie. He he just wants to win. But every quarterback in the league wants to put up big numbers. Every quarterback in the league wants to be the why his team wins, not just be a passenger. Those guys are the ultimate competitors as well too. They want to have the the stat sheet game and all those different things as well. Again, we hope it comes at some point this season, hopefully soon. That three hundred yard, three touchdown performance from Kenny Pickett. But this ain't that week. Nine interceptions that secondary has, Tom. The Steelers, uh, I said this yesterday in Stranger Stats, the Steelers are 2-6 and six when Kenny Pickett throws a pick in his career. Yeah. Kenny 11-3 when he throws zero picks. 11-3 when he throws zero picks. That's insane. Kenny, cousin, this ain't the week to try and push the envelope. Take care of the football. I know people have been crushing you for being too conservative. I don't care. Shut out that noise. Take care of the football. They have nine interceptions on the season. That's a solid no, That's That's top ten in the NFL. We know the splits between when Kenny throws an interception when he doesn't as it relates to this team winning games. Five-star Friday matchup number two, Kenny Pickett versus that secondary that is darn good. Don't give them any opportunities to change the game. I love how you frame that five-star Friday matchup because it's not Kenny Pickett versus that secondary. Go out there and light them up, Ken. This is it. Big Ken time. Throw all over the field like you're back in the schoolyard. You got to be conservative this week against these guys, especially now that we think Denzel Ward's going to be back for them. And they give up, on average, 151 yards through the air per game. Every quarterback that they've played looks like Kenny Pickett when they go against it's crazy. Them. So don't have any shame to just you know keep doing what you've been doing, Kenny. Completely agree. I know he wants that breakout performance. We all want that breakout performance. I mean, Wes, 151 yards this, allowed? That's, that's nuts. That is... That's Big Ten heritage right there, baby. It's gross. Like, I don't want to watch quarterbacks play that defense. This isn't the football that I signed up for in 2023. It ain't sexy. It looks like Iowa playing Rutgers. <laughs> Five-star Friday. Ferentz versus Shiano. Matchup An number abomination three. of football. First to ten wins. I always like to include one of these because Moats does this as well, too. A matchup in here that's like a, this, uh, the Steelers have to feast on this matchup. Okay. One that should be lopsided in our favor. And this might not surprise anybody, but the one you got to win this week is TJ Watt versus Dewan Jones. The Browns are without both of their starting tackles, Jedrick Willis, Jack Conklin. Jack Conklin would normally be the one going up against TJ Watt. It's going to be Dewan Jones. Dewan Jones is a talented guy out of Michigan. He's a big body guy. He's a fine player. In fact, in terms of 
third tackles on a rock. Like, if you and I were to go across the NFL, Tom, and look at every team's third best tackle on offense, mm-hmm. he would probably be towards the top of the list. I think Chooks would be towards the top of that list as well, too. Spoiler alert, the tackle play around the NFL isn't great. You were talking about Matt Williamson earlier. This is one of his things that he preaches all the time about how across the board it's maybe the, the worst offensive line play in the NFL that we've seen in a long time, particularly at the tackle position. Dewan Jones can hold his own. He's a fine player, but he's not a pro bowler. He's not an all-pro. He's not a seasoned veteran. He's not even a Broderick Jones first-round pick. He was a day-two pick. He was a third-round pick, I believe. TJ got to feast on this one. TJ's got to be disruptive. Particularly, we've talked a lot about you and I this week, the Steelers now, the, the rash of injuries at the middle linebacker position. And safety now, too. Safety now as well, too. TJ and Alex have to be some dogs in this game. But I think particularly for TJ, this is a matchup that he could feast on because when TJ goes up typically against these bigger bodies, you know, the stronger, more bruising tackles as opposed to the lighter, more athletic ones, Mm -hmm. man, this is usually where he's got his Thanksgiving plate all ready to go in full two because he's eaten. The one you got to win, TJ, first to one, Joe. I feel like sometimes when we have these favorable matchups fall into TJ's lap, he can kind of be, I don't want to say invisible, but he's quieter than we expect him to be. Uh, but I think what outweighs this is that this dude loves, loves to destroy this team lining up across from him. He sees that orange helmet. It's like a bull seeing red. Mm-hmm. He, he can't help himself. Uh, uh, I'm not going to speak for TJ Watt and put words in his mouth, but if I could just guess based on context clues, favorite team to just absolutely wreck, I'm pretty sure it's Cleveland. It's like Sidney Crosby and the Flyers, right? Exactly. I mean, it's just, it's just every, something time, about it. Like, every time he sees that uniform, he just A-plus performance. something about it. He yep. just, you know what, Cleveland, I'm just going to make you my little kid for the rest of my career. Maybe Ben Roethlisberger passed that spirit of being Cleveland's daddy into T.J. Watt. Have we ever discussed that as a possibility being before? like, hey, listen, I'm pretty salty that these guys passed on me still to this day, so I need somebody to carry on my legacy and just destroy them, be their boogeyman. I can't believe guy. we never thought of this before. I don't know. Someone had to have said this before, but I think, yeah, I think Ben, his... his Kenny wasn't he, here then, so he was he's like, oh, the quarterback of the future's not really here. Who I got to go defense. TJ, you just got to win games against the Browns. And he's like, I'll do my best. And two touchdowns from the defense sparked by TJ in the first game. He's doing his best. When Ben was a rookie, he turned into a Dementor the first time he went to Cleveland. He just sucked their soul out. That's a Harry Potter reference for those of you keeping notes at home. He turned into a Dementor and just sucked Cleveland's soul out, and he held on to it for 18 years, and then he just went almost like in Space Jam. How many different pop culture references can I make here? He transferred that power <laughs> right, into- right to T.J. Watt as he retired. I love Ben for so many reasons, and right near the top of that list is how he is very open with how he was a Cleveland Browns fan and how much he wanted to help that franchise and wish that franchise would have drafted him. Also, I just, he didn't forget about that. Also, I just made another mistake. Dewan Jones, Ohio State, not Michigan. Big Ten. Big Ten. Freaking Big Ten. Was it, didn't Dewan Jones get kicked out of an Ohio State-Michigan game once? Sure, we'll go with that. No, I think that was a different Ohio State tackle. No, that's right. He got kicked out of that game. No, I've been making too many mistakes here lately, Tom, all right? Oh, look, there's another. There's oh, the tweet. Geez, there's the tweet. Bing, bing, bing. bing. Ohio, Ohio State, State. Ohio I know, State, I know. I'm sorry, but I appreciate you guys keeping me on my toes. Appreciate you guys keeping me on my toes. It's an honest mistake. They're playing in a couple weeks. Get off of Wes's no, case. No, get no, on Wes's on. case. He's a jabroni. Come on. <laughs> if he says he played you for paid, Michigan, he played for Michigan. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I'm going to go change the record books, baby. No, you're paid to get it right, Euler. Get it right. Jeez. Five-star Friday, matchup number four. Uh, I mentioned those talented guards for the Browns, Wyatt Teller and Joel Batonio. 
Yeah, those two against Cam Hayward, Larry O, Keanu Benton, anybody who's going to be involved in that conversation. Listen, you cannot let those guys win and push you back into the second level because there's no Cole Holcomb, there's no Quan Alexander, and you have to help your linebackers, particularly in the run game. You cannot let Teller and Batonio, again, maybe the best guard tandem in all the NFL, get going. Because if you do that, you are going to make life very difficult on your linebackers, and you need to make life easy on your linebackers the entire season, but particularly this week as they're trying to figure out this new formula, this new blend. So Wyatt Teller and Joel Batonio versus Cam Hayward. Lario, Keanu Benton, the interior of that Steelers defensive line. Yeah, the Browns are taking on so much water on offense. Don't allow them to use their life raft, which is their running game. And it starts up the middle with those two guys. So cut the head off of that snake. Make sure that they can't, you know, access the safety of their run game with consistency throughout the game. And then a game that I think they have very little chance of winning, honestly, I just think they have no chance of winning. If they're going to do it, it's going to be through the ground game. It's going to be by riding those two hogs up front down the middle. Don't allow it. Benton, Hayward, step up up front. Guys filling in in the backside. Mark Robinson, you're a downhill guy. Roberts, you're a downhill guy. I guess that's the one silver lining here. Yeah. You're worried about Njoku hurting you and stretching the field, obviously, but you got downhill thumpers, especially Roberts at that inside backer position. Cut that running game off before it even starts, and you should have no trouble. Five-star Friday, matchup number five. Amari Cooper versus JPJ. We've seen the young rookie take on some some big-name matchups here. We've seen him have success. Listen, there's not a ton on the Browns' offense right now that scares you. I mean, Nick Chubb ain't walking through that door. Deshaun Watson never really scared you, but he ain't walking through that door either. And Joku's played much better the last couple weeks, but Amari Cooper is the one guy that you go, all right, don't let him get loose. Don't let him beat you. When you're doing that as well, too, you're making them more one-dimensional in that run game that you were just discussing. Amari Cooper, Joey Porter Jr., go out there, JPJ, against another veteran NFL wide receiver that's had a lot of success as, you know, really – uh, had a fantastic career Amari Cooper has, a lot like you did with DeAndre Hopkins a couple weeks ago, and limit that guy. That's my final five-star Friday matchup. One of the biggest things I think a defensive back, a stud defensive back in the NFL can have going for them is confidence. It's such a confidence position. Think about what this kid has done in just a short time in the NFL. He has picked off Odell Beckham Jr. in the end zone to help spark a comeback against the hated Baltimore Ravens. He's in the stands watching his daddy beat up on the Ravens back in the day. Now he makes the big play. Instead of the sack from his father, it's the interception in the end zone. That boosts your confidence, especially with who's he's going up against. And he looks like he's back, by the way. Another 100-yard game for OBJ. And then DeAndre Hopkins coming off of a hat-trick performance, three touchdowns, just looking like a vintage D-hop and shuts him down. Like Mm -hmm. There is now no one that will line up against him, and he'll think, oh, man, I'm way out of my league here. He's gone up against the way out of his league players. He's gone up against – he's in high school at North Allegheny watching OBJ making that catch on Sunday Night Football against the Cowboys in his prime, and now he's shutting him down. His confidence is sky high. I'm really excited to see him go up against Coopers, go up against Chases as we work our way through the season. So there you have it. One more time. Uh, Interior of the Steelers offensive line versus the interior of the Browns D-line. Kenny Pickett versus that secondary. T.J. Watt versus DeWan Jones. Wyatt Teller and Joel Batonio versus the Steelers interior defensive line. And then Amari Cooper versus Joey Porter Jr. Those are your five-star Friday matchups. We're humbled and excited to be in these five-star matchups. Five-star matchup. Somebody leaving here with a loss. Not going to be us. We'll talk Browns with Brian Backo when we return. It's the Steelers Blitz on SNR.
This is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. You know what time it is. Every single Friday during the season, our buddy Brian Bacco of the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette joins us at this time. We get the good stuff from him. We get his predictions on the game. Mr. Bacco, how are you on this Friday, partner? Doing all right. Uh, apologies if the people out there hear my windshield wipers wiping because it's <laughs> raining pretty hard here as I head home from the south side. Well, I want you to be safe, all right? Don't don't get in any accidents or any, you know, hydroplaning or anything on our behalf, all right? There's, be there's careful. There's also a that. giant Fig Newton sticker on my windshield, so that makes it a little hard. <laughs> well, I do love Fig Newtons. Uh, Brian Bacco, he's a funny guy. I tell you, a funny, funny guy. All right, Mr. Bacco, talk to me. I know you just left the locker room. You just left practice. Uh, any good news as it relates to the two Steelers safeties that have their status up in the air for this weekend no no uh safety practice squad safety trenton thompson who you may remember from seven snaps at the end of that game uh against the packers he told me that he was uh with the first team defense in basically all packages today and that pretty much tells you the state of things with Mega fitzpatrick and keanu deal obviously the Injury report will be out officially at four, but get familiar with Trenton Thompson, second-year safety undrafted out of San Diego State, joined the Steelers midstream in training camp, and has been around ever since on the practice squad. Sounds like he's going to get his number called. I don't really want to think too much about Trenton Thompson right now, Brian, if that's okay with you. Let's talk about somebody else in that secondary, Joey Porter Jr., Going up against Amari Cooper, are they going to treat that like they did with DeAndre Hopkins, or are they going to be more left-side, right-side oriented like they have been in the past? Is he going to try to fight a Browns running back at, at midfield in his first <laughs> trip to Cleveland as a professional It's heritage player? right there, him, baby. He better. I should have asked him that this week. Uh, I don't know. Does William Green have a have a child on the, on the Browns? <laughs> Probably not, but that would be nice. Uh, no, I mean, to answer Tom's question – yeah, I mean, I, I think they will do that. I think uh, this is another game, another situation where the, the opponent is so uh, – their targets are so dominated by one really good receiver. You know, the Packers were um, – you know, they, they had some young guys who could run, but they didn't have a DeAndre Hopkins or Amari Cooper type. So I, I think that's what Joey Porter Jr. has shown that he can be at this point. And surprised to see him – travel around the formation with number two and try to take him out of the game because, frankly, I mean, he's not uh, he's not the guy that he once was coming out of Alabama, but he has still hurt the Steelers these last couple of years in their matchups with the Browns, specifically with Levi Wallace covering him. So, yeah, I think it's a, another week for, for Mike Tomlin to sick the, sick the young buck on the, the other team's number one. Brian, you know, we've been, listen, we've been jonesing for sexy from the Steelers offense for a couple weeks, right? And we kind of thought maybe it could happen against Tennessee. Maybe it'll happen against Green Bay. Maybe we'll get that 30-point performance, that, you know, three-touchdown, 300-yard type performance from Kenny Pickett. We've been talking. I predicted it. I predicted, you did. predicted it last week. You, you certainly did. And as we all know, you're always spot on with your predictions. Uh, when that's kind of been the topic of conversation the last couple weeks, doesn't that do a 180 this week, though? Like, I... Isn't this the week to continue to play it close to the vest, to play it conservative against this Browns defense? You're not going to have to go out there and score a ton of points to win this game, you think. Just don't give their op- their defense an opportunity to win them the game. 
Yeah, I thought it was pretty funny. I was listening to uh, the Chris Sims podcast, I think that he does. Uh, and basically, it was Mike Florio and his teammates are facing. Chris Sims was like, yeah, I'm going to throw everybody for a loop. This is going to be the, the first week the Steelers outgame their opponent, but they're going to lose. They had them going down 16 to 13. Hey, I, hey know, buddy, hold on I'll one second. Call, we're getting, yes. we're like, you're breaking up on me real weird here for some reason. Hold on. For some reason, it's okay. pouring outside, Wes. That's the reason. Well, that's a good point. Hold on. It sounds. <laughs> wait. It sounds better now. Give me. Give me a test here again. Can you hear me, guys? Yes. Okay. We're good now. That was weird. Okay. It was. Man, <laughs> Tom's looking at me like you idiot. Cell phone signals. Cell phones. Uh, how do those rain, satellites? You know? How do those work? Uh, sorry. Go ahead, Park. Go ahead, Mr. Backo. Yeah, I mean, this could be a week where, uh, you know, it might not matter who puts up more yards of offense. I mean, I think it's going to come down to. The splash plays made by these two defenses, and it, at least if you're the Steelers, you know you have a you have a quarterback who's been through this, who's probably been given a directive from on high over these last couple of years to play it safe, don't turn the ball over, and you know we'll figure out the rest for you most of the time. So Kenny Pickett's, you know, he's molded for these moments. He's he's been through this many times. Dorian Thompson Robinson probably hard to adjust your game coming from a place like UCLA where, you know, you were the system in a lot of ways, and uh, now you've, you've got to go uh, go to uh, Cleveland and face T.J. Watt and Alex Highsmith ripping in off the edge and Cam Hayward, Larry Okajobi, Keanu Benton collapsing the pocket. Like, that's, that's going to be a big spot for him to just not make the big mistake. And uh, I don't think, you know, Pickett doesn't shoot himself in the foot too often with giving the ball away. So, yeah, certainly not uh, – predicting the Steelers' offense to go out there and, and light it up, but it, it could very well come down to who makes fewer mistakes. And, like, I, I feel like there's a good chance you, you get at least one defensive touchdown in this game, and I'd I favor the Steelers just because they're the one facing the rookie quarterback. The Steelers do better than most against Miles Garrett, Bryant, Brian, and uh, Dan Moore has got a bit of a reputation against Miles Garrett as well. But Jim, Jim Schwartz, the D coordinator, likes to move him all around the formation. So, what are your expectations for how much he might test Broderick Jones with Garrett, and what do you think the rookie's going to do against that test? Yeah, I mean, I, that would make sense. I, I, it's probably what I would try to do if I were Jim Schwartz, because, you know, Broderick Jones making his. But third start now, I guess, at right tackle. And, you know, he held his own in his first AFC North battle against the Ravens, but it's a little different animal going on the road to the dog town. I don't think he'll uh, back down from that at all. I mean, he, he did play at Georgia and win the national championship uh, the last two years, including last season as a starter. But, yeah, I'd still, uh, still want to see if he can block 95, and I'd probably want to just try to mess with the schematic help that Steelers always have in place against Miles Garrett. You know, for all of that, Canada's around that guy wrecking the game plan. Um, but it it does kind of feel like it's just one of those law of averages things that eventually he's going to pop against the Steelers because they they have done a pretty good job of holding him down. I guess uh, not that I re- we really want to relive the 2019 game up there, but he was pretty he was pretty dominant even before he lost his mind and graced himself in the final eight seconds. So, um, yeah, I mean, that's a chess match to watch, no doubt about it, in this game. The, uh, you know, the trenches on, on both sides of it, because beyond him, you know, Ogbo Oronkwo can, can mess you up. Darius Smith, the Steelers know him very well, and those interior D linemen, they can, they can push around to linemen as well. There's a reason why they're the, 
number one defense in the league right now. A couple more minutes here with our buddy Brian Batko of the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, kind enough to join us here on the Steelers Blitz. Uh, sounds like Pat Fryermuth is going to go, and uh, expectations for him. We've talked a lot about middle of the field, middle of the field, middle of the field all season, it feels like, but particularly the last couple weeks. Uh, again, though, is this one of those you have to strike a balance things because this is not the game to suddenly start taking a bunch of risks? How would you go about getting Pat Fryer moved back into the game plan, and how does that look, you know, specifically against this stout Browns defense? Yeah, I mean, I'd probably work him back slowly if, he's, if he does indeed return this week. Remember, he doesn't necessarily have to. They just opened up that 20-day window yep. so that he can get back to practice. And, you know, this injury specifically is one that you do need to see how you get through practice, right? You need to see how you're doing with that hamstring, you know, a soft tissue uh, problem, you know, you, you've got to go test it out, run full speed, uh, try to, you know, make the same kind of plays you'll make on Sundays. So if he is active, I don't think he'll have a full complement of snaps, guys. Um, you know, maybe it's different once the, the adrenaline gets going and the juices are flowing, but you're, you're right. I mean, this isn't even necessarily a game where you feel like, hey, we're going to be really relying on throwing you the ball in the middle and letting you make the plays. I mean, you probably want Darnell Washington in there blocking a lot in this game to try to establish the run if you can against Cleveland. I I tend to think Jim Schwartz isn't going to let the Steelers do that. I think he's going to send pressure at Kenny Pickett and uh, and probably make him try to make the throws consistently to, to back you off. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll see if Pat Fryer can at least be a safety valve in that sense. It, it could get really – could get really ugly out there, so uh, it'll, it'll be interesting to see how they do deploy the tight end here at Pittsburgh. Well, just based on what you were saying, Brian, you know, the Steelers are obviously going to run a run the ball a lot in this game against Cleveland, but this isn't going to be Michigan versus Penn State. They're not going to be able to do it 32 straight times all the way to victory. they got to make a throw every once in a while. How would you go about attacking that secondary that's the best in the NFL, in my opinion? Throw one up to George Pickens, so he wins a one-on-one <laughs> matchup on the outside. I mean, hey, it worked last year, right, out in Cleveland. So, um, yeah, I mean, they're a they're a fairly impenetrable group. Uh, it's it's not like uh, there's a clear weak link among those guys. You know, we'll we'll see how they come out of today's practice with their own injury report. Uh, it seems like they're they're very banged up in a couple different places. You know, Denzel Ward, one of them at corner. But yeah, I mean, I think this is. This is another week where, and, you know, Kenny Pickett faced some heat for this and criticism last week about not trying to use the middle of the field more against the Packers. And he kind of explained it as, like, look, we feel like we we have advantages on the outside. Like, that's where we feel good about our guys winning, and that's what the defense is giving us. So I assume it'll be a similar uh, deal this week with the Browns. And, yeah, you just got to hope that your guy's better than their guy if it's a George Pickens or, or even a Deontay Johnson uh, down the sideline on the outside. All right, Mr. Backo, before we let you go, you know what time it is. Your prediction, Stillers, Brands, Sunday, 1 o'clock there by the lake. How's it play out? I'm going to go Steelers win. I was going to be singing a different tune until all the quarterback um, just turmoil popped up for the Browns this week. So I'll go Steelers 20, Cleveland 18, and like I – mentioned at the top I, I don't even know that all 20 of those Steelers points come from uh the offense unit I, I think they maybe get a, another pick six against Cleveland or a, a scoop and score or something because I think it's going to be pretty pretty difficult for both uh both teams to move the ball 
on Sunday. Uh, should should be a good old-fashioned slugfest. And, hey, what have we learned the majority of the time over these last five years? When the Steelers go to Cleveland, weird stuff happens. There was that tie in 2018. There was the Miles Garrett-Mason Rudolph game in 19. And then there was two years ago when Chris Boswell got knocked out on the fake field goal. And the Steelers couldn't kick the rest of the game. So just expect the unexpected when they go up there. I think that's well said. Our buddy Brian Bacco, make sure you're checking out all his preview work in the PG. He doesn't do cap. He hasn't changed his number since the seventh grade. Buddy, thanks for the time as always, and we'll see you on Sunday. All right. Sorry about the raindrops pelting my car mid-interview, Wes. Hey, raindrops keep falling on my head. You don't remember the lyrics past that Raindrops are falling on your head. You don't remember what the lyrics are. Thank you, Brian. You got the gist of it. That score prediction sounds spot on. 2018, weird things will happen. It's always a weird score, right? Wait till till you see my score prediction. We'll do that on the (laughs) other side. We got the Here We Go song, your predictions, last call forum on Twitter, at Wesley Euler, at Madden Producer. I mean, look at all these that I got bookmarked here, Tom. Did you like that sound effect? We got a lot of tweets to get to, so tweet now or hold your peace until next week. It's all on the table in the final segment of the show. It's the Steelers Blitz on SNR. This is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. Ah, it's Willy Wonka time. So much to do and so So little little time time. here on the Blitz. Uh, Tom, I don't know if we've ever had this many Friday tweets before. Like, this might be a record. So we got to speed through the Here We we typically get a, a good amount of Friday tweets. The people do not disappoint, without a doubt. But... This today could possibly be the most we've ever had. So let's get through the Here We Go song without any further ado. This is the fifth year I've been doing this. This is the Cleveland. So what? I mean, this is like the 10th time I've sung a song about the Cleveland Browns, okay? When you're writing a song about the same team and you're trying to come up with disses 10 times, I, I, just, I hope it hasn't grown stale, okay? I give you credit for not recycling now. Like it's it's easy when we play the Rams, the Houston the Texans, the Houston yeah. Texans. I've never written a song about the, you know. It's easy when we play the San Francisco 49ers. Division teams they get a little bit more difficult, so I had to go in my bag for this one. So let's see how we did. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Steelers. Here we go. Pittsburgh's going to the Super Bowl. Here we go. Down the turnpike to Ohio we go. Here we go. Watch out, Cleveland. Here comes the show. Here we go. You think your offense is banged up now? Here comes TJ with a big old pop. Here we go. Bob up. Here we go. Stellars. Here we go. Pittsburgh's going to the Super Bowl. Here we go. Strap them up and get ready to roll. Here we go. Offensive line gonna make some holes. Here we go. Keep that run game humming. You can go tell Cleveland, Naj, and Jalen are coming. Here we go. 
Thank you. I feel like I was a lot better this week than last we were, week. We were, once we were, we were in We were Once you start yep. going, once you get your rhythm, I needed just one week to get my feet a little wet. Sure. Now I'm in the pool completely, baby. I love it. That was fantastic. That's not bad, right? I had a couple good disses in there. It was good. You made me laugh. You made me break character and laugh. That's always a sign of good content. Yeah. All right. Well, before Tom and I give our predictions, we've got to get to yours, and there are a bunch here. So let's run through the gambit. Cuban Dan says, I've got Steelers 20, Brown 19. Kenny Pickett throws a touchdown. Excuse me. My voice is all mangled from the song. Kenny Pickett throws a touchdown through the air. Naj runs one in from the seven-yard line. Six points from Chris Boswell. Sounds about right. rather specific there from Cuban Dan. I like it. Uh, Steeler Nation 920 says 21 to 10 good guys. Number 30 gets his second 100-yard game. Najee scores a receiving touchdown. Miles Garrett, sackless. Sounds like if that prediction's right, I can draft both Najee and Jalen in fantasy again this week. Najee. Nosh, KJK Steel says twenty-three to seventeen. Go Steelers! Yeah, that sounds right too. All these predictions sound pretty reasonable so far. We do have well-educated listeners, I tell you. Steeler Rocker tweets us our buddy Jay in New Hampshire says Steelers make a statement. Thirty to seventeen, bloody game for the Browns. Yes, I said it. Oh, sorry, Jay in New Hampshire. I don't know if they can get thirty on this D. I think Wes agrees with me, but I hope we're wrong. I hope Jay's right. Yeah, I hope he is right. Steeler Cop tweets and says, we dominate the Brownies with their rookie being destroyed by our defense, 20-6. to six. See, now that would be a dominating Steeler score, 20-6. to six. Win by two scores at this but, point. But only score 20 at, points? At yes. this point, absolutely with you on that one. Absolutely with you on that one. Me tweets us and says, Dr. Westman, an adjunct professor, shirtless Tom. Gents, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. I thought the Steelers were going to roll a Houston team that had a rookie QB and a high school offensive line. I was wrong. Cleveland 24, Pittsburgh 10. Come on. Come on, me. You you really think that this rookie QB is the same as C.J. Stroud? Come on, man. You remember that old segment? Come Come on, on, man. man. Steeler fan 13, 13, 13. Says we double up the Brownies 24 to 12 and flush them down the toilet bowl. For having all that Super Bowl talk. 24 to 12. Would 12, be a, 12 would is a long very, very Steelers S score, wouldn't it be? Jim from Kentucky says, My pick, Steelers 14 to 10. Very classy. Love it. I think that's ooh, that's right in the wheelhouse. Todd tweets us and says, Steelers continue to show balance. Big day for Pickens. Two touchdowns. Joey Porter Jr. has a pick. Najee wears down their defense. Jalen Warren goes over 100. Again, the good guys win 17-13 to 13 in a rock fight. Two tutties through the air against this pass defense would be amazing. Listen, if Pickens catches two touchdowns and Jalen Warren goes for over 100 yards and they only score 17 points, I'll be surprised. Me too, especially with a JPJ yeah. 
field flipper and interception. Come on, Todd. Bump that number up, baby. But I think that number is probably about accurate, actually. Rudy says Steelers 24, Browns 17, TJ Go Burr with three sacks in the tournament. <laughs> I mean, he does all the time. I wouldn't doubt it. Sal tweets us and says, Steelers 20, Browns 13. Let's get to 3-0 and in the AFC North with a win. No matter what, you know we'll win another nail-biter. And he tweets and says, Steelers beat the Browns 13-6 to in an ugly <laughs> game that only an AFC North fan could love. TJ and Alex feast. Boz doing Boz things seals the Loves deal. Loves a strong word. Rock in the truck. Tweets and says this is going to be like an old school Westinghouse versus Peabody game. Oh, now there's a there good there's a good reference. Steelers win twenty four to thirteen. Here we go. Our buddy Thrash, the metal guy in Virginia, uh, says Browns eleven, Steelers fifteen. Game ceiling interception for the Steelers defense to get a hat trick of them. Is that like Scorigami? Maybe we yeah, might be might be a Scorigami. G Rob though. G Rob, brother, I haven't heard, we haven't heard from you in like a year. Where you been, Whoa, cousin? Oh, he's back. I'm on the show and he's back. One, How about of our, that? one of our OGs here, Tom, who also happens to be a big Iowa State fan, says, Let's go, West. This is the weekend we take over the North. Steelers 24, Brown 17. Sorry about the tournament last year for my pit. I knew that that was coming. G Rob, good to hear from you again, cousin. Where you been? Big Ron tweets us and says, Steelers 14, Brownies 10, good old-fashioned okay. AFC North football. Naj and Warren score the touchdowns. Naj. Joshua tweets us and said, Steelers win 27-13, three turnovers from the defense who ride. Right. <laughs> They're going to need turnovers, so I agree with that. Vincent Cooper Bay tweets us, related to Darius Hayward Bay. Men of Steel <laughs> 24, Brownies 16. Here we go. Trey tweets and says, uh, Do you want to take a breather? We're not even like halfway through these. You good? I mean, shoosh. Trey says they're going to play hard in honor of Danny Smith, have an extra piece of bubble gum on Sunday, 24 to 14 Steelers. He tore baby. his rotator cuff How and about just a big shook shout it off out like Danny nothing. Smith. Danny Smith is a beauty. In if every we're def- short on special a, teams, I think they have to convince him not to get a helmet on and go out there. A beauty in every sense of the word, Danny Smith. I love that guy. Jeffrey Davidson, big game for Najee and Muth. Steelers 27, Browns 17. Uh, let's see, Steelhead702 out in Vegas tweets us and says, what's up, cousins? 26 to 13 Steelers. Najee runs someone over for the extra heart yards. Not a hurdle this time. Yeah, please don't hurdle. <laughs> let's let's stop that. I just I get a heart attack You're every time he does back. that. Uh, Jacob tweets, Steelers 23, Browns 13. Offense relies on the run game again. Muth finds the end zone if he's active. Mm. DTR throws a couple picks. TJ and Benton get a sack. Marco tweets, Steelers 20, Browns 10, JPJ pick six in the fourth quarter to seal the game. I would love that. If he does that, he better do his dad's kick again, I tell you, and just point all them dog panders. Steve, 17-13 Steelers. Kenny continues to own the Browns. Steelers defense torches a hapless rookie quarterback. Ricky says Steelers win 24-15. Kenny throws for three touchdowns. Defense forces two turnovers. We hit him with the unexpected. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Rod Dallas, score prediction, 35-17. to 17, The Steelers Ooh, win. 35 points. Rod, you're getting excited, Jeez. buddy. Uh, Jason tweets and says the Steelers will survive. Another nail-biter comes down to a Wizard of Boz game-winning field goal, 20-17. to 17. Mm-hmm. Friermuth gets a welcome-back touchdown. A lot of you guys calling it for Friermuth. Linda says, uh, uh, happy fight on Friday. Oh, Linda, USC? Is that like I think that's USC, is that like right? tr- fight on yeah Trojans fight on Friday, Linda you've tweeted us before I didn't know are you a US is that a USC reference is that a high school football reference Steelers win twenty one to three over the Brownies regardless twenty one to three I like From that Linda. all right one last refresh here 
Jason says, best song yet. TJ coming with a pal. Have me rolling. Thank you, Jason. One last refresh. The Real Teddy says, what's up, cousin? Steelers 34, Browns 9. Steelers get 10 sacks. (laughs) If the Steelers get 10 sacks... I might get arrested at the stadium, and I'm going to be there working, not even as a fan. Ten sacks. They might arrest the Steeler for harassing DTR like that. I'll be talking so much trash. I might get arrested, and I'm going to be there working. They might take Watt out in handcuffs for that. If the the Steelers' defense gets nine sacks, sacks. I'm sticking my butt out the window the whole drive home. Foshes Alaska tweets, Steelers 27, Brian's 10, TJ is going to feast. He always does against the Browns. Uh, let's see. Marco says, perfect timing on the tune, guys. Bravo. Thank you. Thank you. You know we always appreciate the feedback. May. All right. May's got the final word of the day. Bold prediction. This is the game. The Steelers' offense finally shows their two potent- true potential. Two passing touchdowns and a rushing touchdown. Defense remains dominant. Forced fumble and an interception or two. Maybe a pick six. Steelers win 31-17. to I would love it. Tom, we we'll have it to was, agree to disagree. I, if it was uh, some of these comfortable win predictions, I have a feeling you and I are going in an opposite direction. What do you got? I'm going in the direction of a lot of those predictions. Were um, you do have really smart listeners, Wes? I mean, wow, kudos to you guys. Uh, you know, we've built a nice. This you've is your nice, this yeah, is huh? your six of the blitz. You know, we've laid the foundation, much like your guy Jeff Capel, brick by brick. Steelers need to be able to run the ball in this game to do anything, but like I said with Batco, you got to be able to hit the passes when you need to. So I'm looking for Kenny to put three or four great balls together, get a nice touchdown drive in there. Wizard of Boz maybe takes care of the rest. Give me Steelers 19-13. Ooh, 19-13. That sounds about right. (sighs) I've been sitting on this one all year. I've been waiting on this one all year. I predicted it last year against Baltimore, and it almost happened. I'm bringing it back this year. Steelers win 13-9. Why would you do that That will do it for our show today because it's going to happen eventually. It's just it's going to happen. It almost did last year in Baltimore. And then what? You're going to have to just live through Twitter that next 24 hours of people sending you all the 13 to like 9 Like I memes. don't already? Even Our buddy Chris Carter. It's in like the first Chris, quarter. Chris yeah. Carter can't see the number 13 and the number 9 in the same vicinity without tagging me in it. You're right. It's be like it'll be like it could potentially be it'll be like 10 to 6 and he'll be like, "Hey, Wes, hey, Wes you see what two this field goes is? away. Steelers win 13-9." We all come back happy, whether it's a big victory, a small victory, high scoring, low scoring, ugly, pretty, whatever. Just win, baby. Big thanks to all of you on the tweets. You are a big part of what makes this show fun every single day, but particularly on Fridays. And another big shout out to our guy, Tom, for filling in over these past two weeks. for Thanks, man. I do really appreciate it. It was fun. It is always fun when we get in here together. Make sure you're checking out all of Tom's work, showing him some love on Twitter, at Madden Producer. Enjoy the weekend. Get ready for some AFC North ball. Take care now. Bye-bye then. You've been listening to the Steelers Blitz on SNR. You've spent all winter stuck inside imagining your next big home project. A bigger, brighter kitchen. A fabulous new fence. The possibility of a pool. There's so much you would do if only you could. The good news? With an s Home Equity total line of credit, you can. We've got your back with financial flexibility, and we're here to support you with exceptional customer service. So dream as big as you want, and we'll help you bring those dreams home. At s it's just what we do. s Bank, member FDIC, equal housing lender.